Well, hello again. My name is Craig Hemingway. I'm the communications manager for the city of Moose Jaw. And welcome to the Notorious Jawcast, the official podcast of the city of Moose Jaw, Canada's most notorious city. Coming up on the podcast today, uh, a look back one year in to city manager Jim Pufalt's term at the city of Moose Jaw. We'll hear from our city manager uh, about the past year. We'll also tell you about beautification awards and if you've got plans to make things really, really extra beautiful in your yard around your house this year, well, you could win some awards from that. And we'll hear from Sarah Regent, our parks gardener, a little bit later on. Right now, a huge thank you to everybody who came out and was involved in Norway Day. On May 17th, we had a scrambled eggs and sausage breakfast up at the Tourism Centre right by Mac the Moose. Uh, Norway tradition on their Constitution Day, which is May 17th, is scrambled eggs and salmon. We uh, went away from the salmon for a couple different reasons. Uh, We had a great crowd show up, of course, and we had some huge huge uh, performances from the Peacock Vocal Jazz Choir led by Cameron Church. We also had Vanier Collegiate hang out. The Vanier Vikings showed up, you know, to make it a true Nordic event. And of course, it all goes back to our mayor uh, and the deputy mayor of Stor Elvdal, Norway, coming to a moose random of understanding uh, back in March at the height of the battle over who had the world's tallest moose statue. And out of that Moose random uh, came the proclamation that May 17th in Moose Jaw would be Norway Day to honor our friends in Norway. So uh, a pretty special occasion. It was a lot of fun. We raised the Norway flag up at the tourism center. And uh, in addition, raised a little bit extra money for future restoration of Mac the Moose. In case you had not heard, Mac is going to get that brand new rack to make him the world's tallest again this year. And so uh, sometime in June, he'll actually have his current rack sheared off and then it'll take the summer to get the new rack. And it'll be a big ceremony, of course, once he officially reclaims the title of world's tallest uh, sometime towards the end of summer. So looking forward to that for sure. A public works week we're looking forward to as well. It's the 19th through the 25th in the city of Moose Jaw. Proud to partake in public works week. A week to recognize the public works infrastructure, facilities, and services that play a huge role to our health. Public works crews in the city of Moose Jaw are responsible for sanitation, streets and roads, bridges, water and wastewater, public transportation, parks and green space maintenance, and facilities. And so during Public Works Week, we're also really happy to offer Public Works Day at our city complex, 1010 High Street West. On Wednesday the 22nd, you can come to the complex and check out all of the equipment that helps us do all of those jobs we just mentioned. You can meet our Public Works staff. We're going to have a food truck on hand. And for a donation to the Family First Radiothon, you can get a taco and a bag, a drink, and TCBY some interactive information, games. Uh, It really is going to be a fantastic event. So if you want to join us, you are certainly welcome to on May 22nd at the City Complex to celebrate Public Works Day here in the city of Moose Jaw. That was one of the very first events our city manager, Jim Pufalt, attended last year. He had barely begun his term at the city of Moose Jaw, and we caught up with Jim not too long ago to talk about all the things that have transpired under his watch over the past, what is it, Jim, just over a year now? I think it was May 7th. It was a mo- Last year, May 7th was a Monday. And I remember it was May 7th because lots of things happened that day. Uh, you know, it was my first meeting with council. Uh, that was my first time, you know, having a, a, a high street discussion because that was like, the, that was the second day or the second hour I was here. I think the first hour we were picking garbage, you and I were out. Um, and so May 7th was pretty red letter day in my mind of, you know, 
um, you know, coming to Moose Jaw and, you know, all the planning we had done, you know, the work I had come in before and meetings and, and meeting people and trying to get, you know, hit the ground running. And so I think I hit the ground running and it was a, a sprint and not a, a jog because, you know, we had a high street to deal with and there was a lot of stuff happening right that first week. So it all has, last year has gone by like a blur. It's just been crazy busy. Yeah, well, you did. You jumped in with both feet and, and got a real quick look at uh, the strengths of our city and, of course, the challenges. Yeah, and uh, you know there was lots of there's uh, some challenges for sure. You know, you know obviously we have a great city, we have a great organization, ton of people working for us, and you know we have to be a little bit better at what we do. I think to be honest, and in my mind, it's really about you know maybe three or four things: accountability, sense of urgency, you know, and teamwork. So I think you know a sense of urgency is something that we really absolutely need as a government. You know, we have to ensure that we get our projects and our work done in a timely fashion. And, you know, teamwork is another one that I think we could do better at um, as an organization, ensure that we're working together. And accountability, and that means, you know, obviously we have to, we have to hold, make sure people are aware of what expectations are and what their responsibilities are. And then people have to be held to meet their expectations and their responsibilities. And those are... You know, things that I think that, you know, from my first couple of months, three months here, as I tried to analyze what was going on, those are probably some of the biggest issues that I saw that we needed to address and work on. And so, you know, we've done a lot of work towards those. We've put foundational documents in place about expectations, uh, responsibilities, accountability. And, you know, last June, we were able to hold a strategic planning session with council. And so we were able, management and council were able to come together on a shared set of values, which was, I think, really important because it sets the tone of how we work together and how we establish teamwork. And so, you know, that first three months was really, you know, trying to figure out what's going on, what are the issues, and how can we go forward, you know, in a cohesive fashion you know, and, and operating in a timely fashion and sense of urgency and getting our stuff done. So, I mean, that was kind of the first three months. It was really, you know, interesting. And, uh, you know, the first month I was here for a week and then I was gone for a week and I was back for a week. So the first month was kind of a write-off and then really got into it in June and over the summer. And so, you know, those were probably some of the biggest initiatives that I undertook. And then, of course, uh, you know, we had the uh, the other major issue happen last year that took a, you know, a substantial part of my time. Um, and, you know, as we're moving through that. And so, you know, last year, on top of everything else, it was, uh, you know, looking after Mosaic and Yera. And then, uh, you know, we were short Parks and Recreation Director till January. So, um, yeah, 2018 was very, very busy. Uh, and, you know, we, we got through it and, uh, you know, made a lot, I think, a lot of progress. Yeah, that was my next question. What do you see then uh, in terms of that progress that you, you you can look back already and go, okay, well, I know, I know we're making strides. Well, I think we're, we are tracking a lot of things. And one of the ones that is, in my mind, a, a, a large indicator that we are getting that sense of urgency and getting our work done is that when I came, there was a huge backlog of issues that were before council that needed to be addressed. And we've dealt with 90% of those. And so that, to me, says that we have created that sense of urgency. We've created that sense of teamwork. We've taken the expectations that we have as administration um, and our role to serve council, and we've taken it seriously, and we've gotten things done and we've gotten it off the plate. Because, you know, quite honestly, council shouldn't have to ask for things over and over. Once they ask, we should get get it done for them. So... 
Um, you know, that's our job and that's our responsibility. And those are the expectations I've tried to to uh, express to staff. We put that in writing and then I'm trying to lead by example. Uh, it's very important to me that any my work gets done and we're putting deadlines on the rest of our people to ensure that things uh, come back to council in a timely fashion, you know, uh, and, and feel the sense of urgency and the, uh, you know, we've been able to move relatively quickly now that I think we've come to that conclusion the deadlines are passed and, you know, the ride sharing bylaw and the taxi bylaw and the smoking bylaw and the noise bylaw um, and the purchasing policy were all things that were kind of hanging out there. And we made a concerted effort to get it done. But that was only possible through teamwork. Yeah. And, and you touched on all those things again, the urgency, accountability, teamwork. And can you talk about going through your first budget process here and how those themes uh, resonated through that and things you're looking forward to seeing uh, develop over the next year based on the 2019 budget? Yeah, you know, I think the budget process went well. You know, we met uh, our internal guideline of getting the budget to council by December, and we did that. And so, again, that was a huge effort by our whole team, uh, you know, right down to our frontline workers of making sure we had a pretty solid, cohesive budget that we were able to present to council. And we did that by December 1st, which was our gut, which was our deadline. And so we're really glad we met that. But, you know, some of the thing, uh, some of the issues that I saw in there is that we had, again, you know, it seemed to be a lot of projects outstanding. And we seem to have somewhat of an issue getting things done and before we move on to the next one. And so that always concerns me is that if you have um, too many projects on the go, um, are you getting or spending enough time and attention on each one or are you delaying? So, uh, you know, when it came to budget, when I, I looked at what we did and, you know, the, uh, the skills that we have in the organization, it was maybe that we needed to give some philosophies on a budget process. And, and so I expressed those to council in December, you know, what I think budget philosophy should be. And one is, of course, that we should live within our means. We should only budget work that we can reasonably be expected to complete in a year process. We should focus on completing one major study and one at a time before we have multiple studies out there. Because again, I think we we can uh, lose focus on specific projects and we need to ensure that whatever we set for a plan in 2019 that we can generally complete in 2019. And we know that we can't control a lot of things. We can't control the weather. We can't control, you know, contractors. We can't control availability of labor and materials. But we can control our work and we can control our planning. And so that's the work that we need to do through the budget processes. Let's bring something that we know we can complete next year or you know, generally 99% of it can be completed in the year time and go. And, uh, and so make those types of changes in how we, how we budget and how we prioritize projects. And so that was some of the work that we did in, uh, in the budget process. And uh, you know, we we're actually, we were able to do a debrief after the last budget. And I think we're coming up with some ways to make the budget process even go smoother and quicker. And so we're pretty excited about that. We've had that opportunity to sit down with council, and, and uh, we're looking, you know, forwards to completing that budget policy that will get a lot of the stuff put into writing. And so, we know that we have the plan. And so, um, I'm very much a stickler for a couple of things: planning and getting stuff done. I cannot abide by, you know, projects outstanding and not action not being taken on them. So that means it's really important that, again that if we're going to do something. Let's get it done. As you look over. 
to the, the next year? Any Anything specific stand out and things you, you want to see us accomplish, or is it really just tied to the things you just mentioned in terms of overall how we approach projects? And Yeah, well, I, honestly, you know, in our discussions with the uh, administration, it is we really need to, I think, take this next year and get 99% of our projects done. We have a lot of work that we're doing, and we need to focus on and get those projects done and, you know, be aware that other things will come up. And obviously there's going to be priorities and, and, you know, things change as we go. But, you know, let's not bring on a whole bunch more projects until we have this work done. And let's, you know, let's deal with this in a systematic, measurable manner instead of, you know, again, too many projects. We start diverting and losing focus on some areas. And so let's focus in on what we can complete this year. And, you know, the mandate letters I've created for the directors is, okay, Let's finish off the projects, and then in 2020, you know, at the end of this year, let's look and see where we are, and then see what new initiatives that we can bring forward. Because there's always tons of new initiatives, but again, you've got to spend the time and attention to get them done, or else they just kind of flounder out there. Talk about uh, partnerships in the city with different uh, groups, organizations that you've uh, been able to witness and be a part of and help forge over uh, the last year. Well, you know, probably the biggest partnership I can think of is a branding exercise where, you know, we... Uh, we created the the atmosphere and the, the the culture of wanting to work together, bringing in a speaker, and you I mean that really has grown legs all by itself. It, the the new branding, uh, again, we created a partnership with the the chamber, with tourism, with downtown, with interested parties, brought them together and said, what can we do together? And you know, it doesn't always have to be the city leading. The city can facilitate. The city can help, and that's really more. You know, if you look at what we do in economic development, it's creating a culture where uh, businesses and developers know that you can come to Moosia and we'll get things done for you. And so, you know, that was, the branding was a was a great exercise of creating partnerships and working together. And, you know, we've, we helped facilitate and make that happen and the way it's going, it's just great. You know, the other thing we've done, certainly economic development-wise, is we've organized ourselves internally uh, by the creation of the super committee. We bring groups to meet with everybody associated. So we cut out the red tape. We have found ways to make things happen, to create opportunities for developers that want to come to Moose Jet. You know, we had the announcement in December about SAS Power bringing the power plant here. So, I mean, there's a ton of exciting things going on in the city. A lot of that has to do with, uh, you know, again, the city being open and receptive to development and finding ways to make that happen. And, you know, and we've got a great council that just very much is excited and interested in development and growing the community. Let's talk about economic development and, and scores a huge announcement at uh, the most recent council meeting with uh, with Carpair and, and an offer to purchase uh, a huge parcel of land in the industrial park. Uh, your, your thoughts on that and what it means for our city? I can't even begin to describe the benefit to the city of a project like this. Um, you know, we've been working with Carpair since last July talking about opportunities and they see Moose Jaw and Saskatchewan you know as a certainly Moose Jaw is a prime place that they want to do business and I mean that was the agreement that we reached with them on Monday of selling 750 acres in the industrial park to them and they want to start moving into you know something that we've talked about in Saskatchewan as long as I can remember about processing our raw products and shipping out you know finished product and getting the jobs and everything created in Saskatchewan and in our case in Moose Jaw. So 
this is hugely exciting for us. I mean, we have the anchor tenant out there already with SAS Power. Uh, they're outside this whole agreement, but you know, Carpair is coming in to buy the other 750 acres. And their intent is to do industrial and, and, and food processing. So, you know, we're pretty excited as, as uh, we, we talked about on Monday. We certainly can do a land development. We can put industrial land together, no question about it. But if the private sector wants to step up and do that, absolutely let's find a way to make that happen let's get them to invest in moose jaw it's just huge for us and the other thing that we have you know at issue is, is filling industrial parks so that's where car pair comes in they have the relationship throughout canada or throughout the world where they believe that they can bring in you know processors and developers and industry industry to the industrial park because of all the benefits that moose jaw has so I mean, it's just huge. I can't. I don't know that there's been another deal as big as that in Saskatchewan that I can think of, and probably even Western Canada. So, you know, we're absolutely excited. And you know, it was a lot of work. It took a lot of people working together, a great team, to make this happen. Because, um, as with any major purchase like this, there's sometimes bumps in the road, and you got to find a way to work through that. And again, you know, it goes back to our philosophy of finding a way to help people get in the ground and help developers do what they want to do. We want you to be in Moose Jaw. That's what we're here for. And so, you know, even with Carpair buying the land, we'll still be approached about industrial uh, opportunities. And of course, we're going to work with Carpair and help them fill up the park. That means jobs for us. That means property taxes. That means, you know, this might be a game changer for Moose Jaw, uh, you know, in the province of this type of development happening here. It could be absolutely huge. And I guess to, to wrap up, Jim, uh, talk about your last year just being a resident of the city of Moose Jaw. Enjoy Moose very much. You know, I, I love the community. The downtown is something I talked about a year ago, how much I loved it. I even like it more now. The people are awesome. Uh, great partnerships. Lots of people are committed to making Moose grow and prosper. And so just excited to be here and be able to work with that group of people. It's just been a blast. You know, I enjoyed working with council. Uh, enjoyed working with our staff, our directors. I mean, there's so many people in our organization that want Moose Jaw to to grow and prosper and uh, be the best that we can be. And so I'm just excited and uh, thrilled to be here and be able to help that process along in any little way that I can. City Manager Jim Pufal. Still to come, details on the beautification awards in the city of Moose Jaw. A couple other things of note, the rec guide is out. The summer rec guide for the city of Moose Jaw has been published. It has been posted. And you can check out all that is available for you and your family to partake in recreation uh, programs and activities throughout the summer here in the city of Moose Jaw with the Rec Guide. Also in the Rec Guide, uh, details on the new Recreation Pass. That's right, you can get a Recreation Pass that gives you access to all city recreational facilities. One Pass, all facilities. The Sportsplex, Yara Center, Playmore Palace, Phyllis Dewar Outdoor Pool, Swimming, Skating, the walking track, fitness center, it can all be had just for one pass at one price and some adjusted pricing on individual passes to those respective facilities as well. So full details on the rec pass right now in the Recreation Guide, City of Moose Judge. Check it out on our website. And one other thing to mention, water main replacement. This will be the fourth year in 2019 of the 
estimated 20-year water main replacement program in the city of Moose Jaw. Phase 4 locations have been selected, and you can find more details at moosejaw.ca. And we are having open house information sessions for property owners affected by Phase 4 water main work. Those will be May 23rd, 630 till 8, second floor of City Hall and Council Chambers, and also on June 6th, 630 to 8 in Council Chambers as well. Now, on to the Beautification Awards. Maybe, just maybe, getting some things done in the yard and garden this weekend. And maybe, just maybe, you want to do such a great job, you think, you know what, I'm going to enter and, and win a Beautification Award from the City of Moose Jaw. For details on the awards themselves and how to get entered, it's Sarah Regent, our City Parks Gardener. Sarah, how's it going? It's going. It's spring. People are getting excited. Yeah, we're hitting the long weekend with, uh, you know, cool and wet. But uh, the bright side, I guess, is the wet piece. We could use some rain. It's fairly dry. And then things, when heat does eventually come at that point, things will really start to, to boom and bloom, right? Right. And yeah, we do really need the moisture. We're seeing lots of stuff is really slow to come up, really slow to leaf out. That's all just, it's dry. Well, uh, well, that'll help the moisture this weekend and then onwards and upwards to, uh, as we said, flowers blooming and, and things looking beautiful around our city. And of course, the city undertakes uh, numerous beautification efforts uh, and those will continue and we'll get to those uh, maybe in a moment. But right now, let's talk about the beautification awards, which happen every year in the city of Moose Jaw. And now is the time that if you would like to enter or thinking about entering, now's the time to really start putting those plans in focus, correct? Right, so we have launched our entry period for the Beautification Awards. Um, like you mentioned, they're an annual thing. They've been going for over 35 years, so they're a very strong tradition here in Moose Jaw. Um, we have entry forms available at City Hall, online, and at all of our sponsors. Um, so that's Windmill Greenhouses, Keon Garden Centre, Emerald Custom Creation, and Cornell Design and Landscaping, all places you're probably going to get plants this weekend anyway. Um, and we have categories for everyone. It's a really great program, helps us recognize all the effort that people put into beautifying their properties. It is a point of pride for many. They like to have their, their homes look beautiful uh, in front, right? They want them to be aesthetically pleasing. Uh, and this covers off, I go through the different categories you can enter for, because there are a few different things and a few different ways you can get involved here, right? There are. We have five different categories to recognize that we have a lot of different properties in the city. Um, our first one is the best residential property, and so that is your sort of typical home with the grass in front, you know, and trees and shrubs and lots of different types of flowers. Um, we also have planters and or balconies. That's for, you know, if you have an apartment or a very small place where you don't really have that yard space and you do a lot of containerized um, flowers and, you know, just general beautification, we have that category for you. We also have best commercial property. A lot of our businesses in town do an absolutely fabulous job of putting out planters, of maintaining, you know, a little bit of a front green space perhaps, and we want to recognize them for that. We also have best environmentally conscious property, um, a little bit of a niche category there, but we do have quite a few properties that have done a lot in the way of reducing the need for watering, reducing the maintenance needs, um, doing things like composting and rainwater collection. So we want to recognize those people for their outstanding effort. Sure, and, and a yeah. lot of that, is that the, like xeriscaping and, and things like that? Um, yes, we and we are looking for inclusion of native plants and that sort of thing, rather than just necessarily like the xeriscaping, you want to look for xeriscaping, okay. which does still have quite a bit of green cover because that is capturing carbon and filtering our air, which is very good. So, so native yeah. plants, then, if my, my I can leave my lawn littered with dandelions and have this beautiful native uh, look to, to my to my home, does that qualify? 
Um, dandelions actually are um, not native to here, so they don't oh, qualify. Darn it! I know. <laughs> no, we would be looking for things like um, cone flowers and you know rudbeckia, your native grasses. You know, maybe some Saskatoon bushes, those kind of things that are were here before. You know, people started bringing plants from all over the world. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you for clarifying that. I'm disappointed, but thank you for for the clarification. Yes. <laughs> and speaking of Saskatoons, our last one is actually residential edible garden. And that's for those people who have like lots of fruit trees and bushes, a really great veggie garden who've maybe incorporated lots of edible plants into their landscape um, or could be a very traditional sort of a veggie garden. We want to recognize them too. How then do we enter and what are the details we need to know about that? You just pick up an entry form either from City Hall, get it online or from any of our sponsors. Um, it's a pretty basic entry form. We just need, you know, name, address, some contact info and which category you'd like to enter into. And you have up until June 21st to get those entries into Parks and Rec. And then we'll have a panel of judges go and uh, look at the entries? We will, yes. So once we have all the entries, we'll you know make lists, get our judging teams together, and then we will contact everyone to let them know when we're going to come judge. Um, we'll do all that. We have a scoring system, which you can now download our rules and criteria that we give our judges. Um, it's online, just if you are curious exactly what our judges are looking for. Um, once they have all that, we do... Uh, scoring system, average it out across all the judges, and that's how we get our winners, which um, will all be recognized at a city council meeting later in the summer. Fantastic. Sarah Region, our Parks Gardener. Uh, while I have you here, could you speak to, I guess, beautification efforts within the city of Moose Jaw, what we have planned for this year? Um, as a city, we have lots of stuff planned. Um, lots of people will probably have noticed our new median landscaping downtown. We're going to continue working with that. We're also going to be doing some stuff up on Thatcher Drive East. Um, as always, we have lots of lots of stuff going on in Crescent Park. Lots of flowers going to go out. The downtown flower program is going to be back here probably later into June, um, and just lots of mowing and weed whipping and maintaining what we have. Sarah Regent, Parks Gardener for the City of Moose Jaw. We thank Sarah for her time. Also, City Manager Jim Pufalt for stopping in as well on the Notorious Jawcast. That will about do it for this episode. But a reminder: huge show coming to Mosaic Place on June 8th. Two shows for one ticket it is pbr professional bull riding followed immediately by the washboard union juno award-winning washboard union canada's own it's going to be a spectacular show tickets at the mosaic place box office thanks for listening to the thank you for listening to the notorious jawcast i'm craig hemingway <laughs>